Welcome back to The Daily Poem, presented by Bibliophiles. I'm David Kern, and today is Thursday, February 10th, 2022. Today's poem is by Whiston Hugh Auden. Of course, he's known as W.H. Auden. He was a British and American poet. He had citizenship in both countries eventually, and he lived from February of 1907 until September of 1973. His birthday was February 21st, so coming up here uh, shortly. He is, of course, known for poems like The Shield of Achilles, The Age of Anxiety, For the Time Being, Funeral Blues, and many other things. One of the most essential poets of the 20th century, uh, one of the, the great figures of, of the century of any kind of literature. And, of course, he's a poet who you've heard from on this podcast before. The poem that I'm going to read today is called A New Year Greeting. It's really a New Year's Eve, New Year's Day poem, but it's one I wasn't familiar with. I don't know if I've ever read it before, but I ran across it online. I think I ran across it on Twitter and wanted to share it with you. So although it is what we're going on a sixth of the way into the year, maybe a little, maybe a little, maybe more like one, what, one ninth of it, uh, I still wanted to share it with you. And it goes like this. So this is W.H. Auden's A New Year Greeting. On this day, tradition allots to taking stock of our lives. My greetings to all of you, yeasts, bacteria, viruses, aerobics, anaerobics. A very happy new year to all for whom my ectoderm is as Middle Earth to me. For creatures your size, I offer a free choice of habitat, so settle yourselves in the zone that suits you best. In the pools of my pores or the tropical forests of armpit and crotch, in the deserts of my forearms or the cool woods of my scalp. Build colonies. I will supply adequate warmth and moisture, the sebum and lipids you need, on condition you never do annoy me with your presence, but behave as good guests should, not riding into acne or athlete's foot or a boil. Does my inner weather affect the surfaces where you live? Do unpredictable changes record my rocketing plunge from fairs when the mind is in tift and relevant thoughts occur to fowls when nothing will happen and no one calls and it rains? I should like to think that I make a not-impossible world, but an Eden it cannot be. My games, my purposive acts may turn to catastrophes there. If you were religious folk, how would your dramas justify unmerited suffering? By what myths would your priests account for the hurricanes that come twice every 24 hours each time I undress or undress when clinging to keratin rafts, whole cities are swept away to perish in space or the flood that scalds to death when I bathe? Then, sooner or later, will dawn a day of apocalypse when my mantle suddenly turns too cold, too rancid for you, appetizing to predators of a fiercer sort. And I am stripped of excuse and nimbus, a past subject to judgment. Normally, I would share some thoughts here, and I'm going to do that again but I'm going to share a blog post from The Atlantic that was posted by Rosa Inocencio Smith in September of 2015. It's from their, their blog, Reporter's Notebook, and it's called That Time W.H. Auden Wrote a Letter to the Microbes on His Skin. It goes like this. 
My colleague Carrie wrote a fascinating piece yesterday about the unique microbe aura that hangs in the air around our bodies. Quote, Once you leave a room, this signature, as unique as fingerprints, can offer clues to whoever comes afterward about who you are and where you've been. Past research has shown that it's possible to lift someone's microbiome from surfaces they've touched, sequencing the DNA of bacteria left on kitchen counters, floors, and bathrooms for clues about the person who left them there. In a small study published today in the journal Peer J, researchers from the University of Oregon and the Santa Fe Institute found further support for the idea that this signature might be able to be identified by sampling only the air in a room, end quote. The poet W.H. Auden would have been excited to hear about this. In 1969, having learned from Scientific American that his skin, like all human skin, was covered in microbes, he wrote a New Year greeting to his body's microscopic colonists, wishing them a happy New Year, apologizing for any inconveniences, requesting that they behave as good guests should, and not give him acne. Delightfully, Auden considers their mythology. He imagines his microbes as his guests, himself as host and planet and god, and he wonders what will happen to them when he dies. Despite the teeming life on his skin and the world he so vibrantly imagines, apocalypse will come for his microbes. Their world will turn suddenly cold, and Auden himself will be nothing but a past, subject to judgment. It's a bleak turn for a whimsical poem to take. To me, though, Carrie's piece offers a kind of consolation. Life moves in the air around us. There are traces of our identities lingering in the spaces we leave. And in Auden's case, my colleague Adam Chandler coincidentally lived in that space for a year, inhabiting Auden's past. Adam shares his judgment as follows. Quote, The only thing rarer than Auden's talent might be the lightning flash of real estate luck that allowed me to live in his former apartment in Brooklyn Heights for a year. It was on the top floor of a five-story walk-up, and it had beautiful molding, dark hardwood floors, and a roof with a tiny view of the Manhattan skyline and the East River. Auden lived there 70 years before me, but his ethereal yeasts, bacteria, and viruses were nowhere to be found. For a while, my roommate and I were convinced we had some special access to his ghost. It was eerily quiet in the apartment until a huge gust of wind came up from the river or a garbage truck came barreling down the street at 5 a.m. Evil is unspectacular, he once noticed. If anything, Auden's remaining traces were on the street, where a plaque on the building brought admirers of him and his microbes, conflicted as they were, to the sidewalk outside from all over the world. I was just dumb enough to pay rent. End quote. And that's the end of the blog post. Again, um, you can check out, this is part of the reporter's notebook column on the Atlantic by Rosa Innocencio Smith from September of 2015. I thought that would be something you would find interesting. But let's read this poem one more time to conclude today's episode. On this day, tradition allots to taking stock of our lives. My greetings to all of you, yeasts, bacteria, viruses, aerobics, and anaerobics. A very happy new year to all for whom my ectoderm is as Middle Earth to me. For creatures your size, I offer a free choice of habitat. So settle yourselves in the zone that suits you best. In the pools of my pores, or the tropical forests of armpit and crotch, in the deserts of my forearms, or the cool woods of my scalp. Build colonies. I will supply adequate warmth and moisture, the sebum and lipids you need, on condition you never do me annoy with your presence, but behave as good guests should, not riding into acne or athlete's foot or our boil. Does my inner weather affect the surfaces where you live? Do unpredictable changes record my rocketing plunge from fairs when the mind is in tift 
and relevant thoughts occur to fowls when nothing will happen and no one calls and it rains. I should like to think that I make a not impossible world, but an Eden it cannot be. My games, my purposive acts may turn to catastrophes there. If you were religious folk, how would your dramas justify unmerited suffering? By what myths would your priests account for the hurricanes that come twice every 24 hours each time I dress or undress when clinging to keratin rafts, whole cities are swept away to perish in space or the flood that scalds to death when I bathe? Then, sooner or later, will dawn a day of apocalypse when my mantle suddenly turns too cold, too rancid for you, appetizing to predators of a fiercer sort. And I am stripped of excuse and nimbus, a past subject to judgment. This has been The Daily Poem, which is presented by Bibliophiles. Post-production is by Logan Green. I'm David Kern, and Heidi White will be back with another poem for you tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. This episode of The Daily Poem is brought to you by Bibliophiles, a production of the Center for Lit Podcast Network, where the Andrews family brings the great ideas of Western literature to bear on the life, art, and culture of our modern world. Look for Bibliophiles, that's Bibliophiles with an F, wherever you get your podcasts, or find curriculum materials, online classes, and book clubs at centerforlit.com.